Steve Kerr deserves credit too. This isn't an either-or situation. Mark did an unbelievable job, and Steve Kerr is doing a great job too. And he's handled it with class, just like Mark coached with class. Hey, the bottom line is the Golden State Warriors have been very blessed to be coached over these past four years by great coaches, and to borrow Mark's line, but even better people. Well, I'll say this. Steve Kerr has done an outstanding job. He's sitting the best team in basketball today. Deserves a lot of credit. And I think while giving him credit, there's no need to take credit away from the past. You cannot disrespect the caterpillar and rave about the butterfly. You have to be willing to rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Quick, quick. Banana. 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 Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. Ah! Their defense is atrocious. I'm sort of the rock star. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love no playing here. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You, you think you're better than me? Bye. All right, welcome back. Swish FM, Chris Wendelkin, Ben Craw, once again joined by TikTok's Tough Daddy, Brandon Lizzie, a.k.a. Whammy. Uh, Wham, He's it's back. been a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's back, been a while. Back in the saddle, Wham. Um, it was an exciting first round of the playoffs. Your, oh. your Cleveland Cavs had a cup of coffee, mm. then they went home. Mm. Before we uh, delve into round two, anything um, surprising to you from round one, be it you know, the Nets getting swept, the Pelicans kind of pushing the Suns, the, the, the T-Wolves, anything surprising about the first round that you want to mention? The Pelicans pushing the Suns was cool. You know, it portends well for it. I think that's the thing that will carry on the farthest. Right. Um, the Wolves, I kind of feel like, you know, first round and out or second round and out is kind of their future. But the Pelicans going sort of toe-to-toe a couple games with the number one team in the West, number one team in the NBA. Um, you love that, to see it. Yeah, and then you see Zion coming back and you hope that you get this you know, this force into the playoffs next year. And it portends well, I think, for the... Do they even need him? That's the question. Do they even need <laughs> they, him? I think it, when you lose in the first round, you need something. So, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Zion would be a, big, <laughs> I think he'd be a big help. But I think that's the thing that'll carry forward. And then I do have a, a functional question is, did the Cavs make the playoffs? I don't think... I don't Great think ask. that that counts. Mm. It is a play That doesn't count? I don't think play-in the play-in count. counts as the playoffs. Yeah, you, if you're not playing a first round playoff series, you are not a playoff team. And I think the draft pick that they're not giving to Indiana would argue the same, right? They would that would say, hmm. "Well, we're in the lottery now." So, so they do have to give that pick, or they don't. They don't. They get to keep it. They get yeah. to draft at 14 potentially. They have a one percent chance of getting the first pick in the draft. So perhaps it was a strategic loss. Um, I watched the games. Uh, they. <laughs> They did lose. I watched the games too. Just, <laughs> yeah. just so you know. I guess I'm saying that uh, they they every, lost strategically, uh, athletically, um, emotionally. It was a loss on all fronts. So, mm. yeah, it wasn't a fun watch. Yeah. Wham! This is your first go round with uh, Love It or List It. Can't wait. Big fan of the format. Has he never loved or listed before? Is He's this never your, done this is your Love It or List experience? It. Wow. Yeah. This is this is a format Ben and I have sort of trademarked here in the podcast space. Uh, yeah. Wham! Yeah. Very simple. We invented it, and we're the only uh, guys doing this. It. Yeah, mastered exactly. it. I'm going to give yeah. you a scorching hot take uh, for each one of these playoff series. You'll tell me if you're copying it or dropping it if you're mm. pumping it or dumping it if you're loving it or listing it capiche very simple yep. stabbing it or crabbing it mm-hmm. yep all, all the above all right, so we're gonna start in the it. west jerking we're gonna start it or in the west it. uh okay <laughs> that's fine uh we'll start Stuffing in the west it or muffin it. <laughs> okay pumping um, it or dumping it we're we gonna begin with one. phoenix oh, we uh, did, we're so. gonna begin yeah, we yeah we're gonna begin with yeah. the number Sorry. one seed phoenix suns they have a one game to none lead on the dallas mavericks yeah uh are you it or are you dishing it okay deandre ayton scored 25 points devin booker added 23 and the top seeded suns 
rolled to a 121-114 win over the Dallas Mavericks in Game 1 of the Western Conference Semis on Monday night. Phoenix shot 50% from the field. They won the rebounding advantage 51-36 and have beaten the Mavs in 10 straight games. So, Ben, we'll start with you. Love it or list it? it or stuffing it? Ben, mm-hmm. love it or list it? The Phoenix Suns, now fully healthy with Devin Booker back on the court, they are as deep and well-oiled a machine left in the NBA playoffs. Am what I do you think? Love it or list it? Dinking it or am I doinking it? Yep. yep. Um, are the Phoenix Suns good? Is that the question? Yeah, pretty much. Are they as deep and well-oiled a machine as left as uh, any team in, in the NBA playoffs? Um, they are certainly oily, extremely, extremely oiled, thoroughly saturated. Greased. I would say. Yep. Um, yeah, I would. I think that they're they're pretty good. I I uh, I. It seems like they are good at uh, shooting mm, specifically, which is yep. a big one. That's yeah. a big, it's a big one. You like big that. part of the game. Putting the putting the ball in the basket. Um, that's the name of the game, really. Basket ball. So um, I think that I love it. I, I love. Uh, yeah, I love. I love those 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 boys in Phoenix. They. Uh, I think they are pretty good, and I think they could have a pretty deep playoff run in their near future. Yeah, Wham. Um, you know, Phoenix hit a, a franchise record this year with sixty-four wins. I forget how early in the season we were talking about it on the pod. Maybe around like even around Christmas. Oh, time. I think but we were seemed, we were very early on this story. Yeah, we were we were sort of early on the idea yeah, that we were ahead Phoenix, of a lot of the Phoenix and Golden State always seemed like destined to have this you know uh, epic uh, battle in the playoffs if they could stay healthy. Both of those teams had injuries between Booker and Chris Paul. Steph Curry went down. Draymond couldn't get on the court for a while. But now, God willing, it seems like we are sort of uh, destined to see those two juggernauts in the Western Conference potentially meet up. Are we? Uh, the, well, we can we can get into it. But give me your Golden thoughts State on Phoenix just here. Lost uh, last night. Um, I think uh, I think John Moran may have something to say about that. Chris. I know. I think it's Chris Paul's time to shine. I think. Yeah. I think as we covered in our infamous uh, "Who Deserves a Championship" of all the teams that don't have championships, Phoenix mm-hmm. was my number one. Pick wow. and Pretty this, cool, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's almost unfortunate that the road is so wide open in front of them, because that leads you to believe that they will biff it as they <laughs> previously biffed it. But their biggest, I think, their biggest competitors are in this order: the Bucks and themselves. Um, and wow! Generally, they have not been able to beat themselves. Complete so. disrespect for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they're trash. I mean, they, they there's <laughs> nothing, but they, they can't, they're not going to win. They may not win this round. I have nothing, but, you know, there's nothing going on for hmm. the Golden State Warriors. It, wow. Just, okay. Right. Then let's, let's never, never thought series, they would work out this, this year. So no, well, while we're hmm. talking about it, Wham. Uh, yeah, sure. So Memphis, the Grizzlies are now tied up the Golden State Warriors, the number two seed Grizzlies tied up the Warriors, the number three seed one game to one. Uh, game one was a thriller, of course. Draymond was ejected. Clay Thompson hit a go-ahead three with 36, 36 seconds left to win it. And then in game two, last night, John Morant had 47 points, his his postseason high. Whew. And the Grizzlies tied up the Western Conference semis. Um, whammy, love it or list it, Golden State has had opportunities to win uh, both of these games. But last night, they had opportunities to win game two. There were some questionable foul calls toward the end. Another bogus call on Draymond. uh, Wait, another bogus call on Draymond? Yeah, wait a minute now. Hang on. Stop right there. (laughs) Yeah. Was there not a bogus foul call on Draymond? Okay, that's wow. How long has he been in the NBA? That's that's the first time a foul has been incorrectly called on him and not ignored. He's just... The NBA, the NBA hates the guy. Okay, they're yeah, just, they're, I know, right? They're they, doing everything they never let they can. him get it's away a with grand anything. conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. They're doing everything they can to get him off the court. They hate Draymond. The Golden Green. State Warriors do not get the calls. That's for sure. Mm-mm. Where do you guys nope. stand on Draymond's game one ejection? Was it? Was it? Uh, War, you right know what? Call? If you're going yes. If you're gonna behave wow. the way that Draymond has behaved, he pulled a man's jersey his, in midair. He could have fucking broken his leg for his entire career. Yeah, he's knocked people out of playoff series. He's 
injured people for weeks at a time. He yeah. plays as if there are no rules, and maybe it's he like he literally admits he's like, yeah, I kind of play yeah. the game a different way, and that's okay. That's what gives me my. Edge. It's not okay, and, it's, I, it's, and I can't like. Yeah. What did he say? He's, he's like, I can't, I can't take a bite off, off my game. You guys are incredibly wrong. <laughs> Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson said it best: <clears throat> is that you know he sets this baseline of being a completely rule-breaking, you know, cheap player. Yeah. And so they let him get I mean, away. The word with is it. reckless. It's it's he's yeah. yeah. He should not he should but, not be but, allowed to get away with what he's getting away with. And every time he bodies somebody or pushes somebody over or or kicks someone in the ball. You know, st- yeah, it's or it's it's filth. Checks it, it's not it doesn't make you good. Jaw with the shoulder. Right, exactly. It doesn't yeah. make you good. It doesn't make you good. So he's gotta go. Wow. There's no place for it. Honestly, there's no place for it. It's a joke that he, he's gotten away with so much stuff over the years, and finally gets ejected from. Yeah, and if you if you didn't think it's a joke, all you have to do, and I don't recommend anyone do this because it just will make you a dumber human being if you if you actually do this. But if you if you want to become a dumber human being, go ahead and watch uh, Draymond's interview on uh, NBA on TNT from like a, I don't know, a couple nights ago, where Shaq and Kenny and Charles and uh, Ernie interview him about his game one ejection. And he attempts to defend himself uh, by saying that he didn't actually yank um, Brandon Clark's jersey and that his hand was just caught in the jersey. <laughs> and <laughs> if uh, if he had actually pulled it, uh, then he would have been dri- really Then hurt. Brandon yeah. Clark would have like come down a different direction. It was just like the most ins- and l- literally it's and I n- know this because I uh, in my day job watch politicians lie uh, all the time. Sure, like he's he's doing it very very knowingly and almost winkingly, where he's like he knows he's full of shit, but it's just like part of his shtick at this point. It's part of right. his his right. image. So he's just doing it and he's just bullshitting on television for entertainment purposes. Um, and it's garbage and it's just uh, stupid. Wow. And he's, um, yeah, not an intelligent player. Welcome uh, to the resistance, and, Ben. Yeah. And, um, wow. and, and if you still think that he's uh, some kind of super genius, then you could also go back and double check that against his uh, comments about Andrew Wiggins not being vaxxed and comparing it to like taking care of a pregnant wife at home or some bullshit. So, yeah. uh, yeah, fuck that guy. He's garbage. Yeah. They're old. They're slow. They're done. The, <laughs> the league has become incredibly soft. Okay. Uh, Draymond plays oh, the game man. hard. Oh, he's, my. he's a it's physical player. You subscribe to the code. Steve Kerr's code, right? Did you hear? Did you, did you see that quote? No. no. S- Steve Kerr that? said that, uh, that um, uh, who, Dylan Brooks, you know, who, who uh, took the cheap yeah. shot on Gary Payne, right, which resulted right. in, a, in a very unfortunate injury. Uh, Kerr, like pr- practically in tears uh, behind the podium the other night, said that Dylan Brooks broke the code. He mm. broke the code, which is that mm. uh, I don't know exactly what the, the code, code is, is but, appara- but apparently bad uh, can happen to us. Yeah, <laughs> not, no Golden State Warrior, uh, either Draymond Green or Zaza Pachulia or any other player that's ever played for that team has ever broken the code. But Dylan Brooks broke the code because what he did uh, resulted in a unintentional injury. So, well, yeah, I mean, I can't comment on Steve Kerr and what he said, but I well, was just can. referring to Draymond. I actually thought Draymond <laughs> I was think you trying, can, Chris. To... I think this is what we. This is what why we, we have a podcast, so you actually are well, able to comment. If wow. You I mean, that's a silly quote. You got to get down from your ivory tower now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. That's floating a silly above quote. Floating above it all, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I don't want to dirty myself with these. Uh, these Time to put your hands in the beef, all right? If takes. you want to make meatballs, Chris, yeah. you're going to have to crack you're, some you're, eggs. You're the guy that just puts out the lover list and never have to offer your own opinion. Huh. I'm going to have to put my hands in some beef. Yeah, that's right. Put them in. Feel how warm that beef that's is. Right. If okay, you want to well, run a dairy say, farm, you're going to have to inseminate some cows. Okay, let me get some beef then. Uh, that's disgusting. Um, well, that's a stupid quote by Steve Kerr, but I, I, I think you guys are totally off base. I, okay, I don't think right. Draymond's foul um, was that bad, and I watched it in slow motion a bunch. I thought he was actually... I mean, he definitely... It was a flagrant foul. He hit him hard, but I don't think it was ejection-worthy. He was trying to catch the guy as he was falling. No. Yeah, he um, was trying to catch him because he pulled him in an awkward yeah. way... So that if he had not caught him, he would have like, like literally landed like yeah. and probably like sprint like torn his ACL because of the way his legs were positioned after Draymond pulled well, his jersey yeah. in midair. I'm sorry, but it's it, saying that it's cute or it's not a big deal. Sorry, Chris. Okay, we should. Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna say him trying to cat him sort of realizing in real time. Hey, I hey, I fucked I, up. I fouled. I did guy. something wrong. 
Yeah, hold on. Let me finish. Him catch <laughs> him realizing in real time that I fouled a guy too hard and I'm trying to catch him so he doesn't hurt himself. Mm-hmm. At least that's better than I think what Dylan Brooks did last night. I mean, Dylan Brooks could have snapped what's his face's neck, Gary Payton Jr.'s neck, with the way that he elbowed him. If you look yeah. at the way his head flipped like that, they were both really um, bad plays that shouldn't that sh- shouldn't they were both be bad plays. I just don't think what Draymond did was Brooks, that bad. That's not the. But uh, Chris, I guess you have to look at it in the context of. He is the type of player who, again, he sets this baseline where he just fouls, 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 and they just don't call call it because they're like, oh, that's Draymond. And once you start yanking people out of the air, you know, okay, great, you tried to catch him, but that's not okay. You can't, you cannot do it. I get it. And he'll do it more. He, he's I would say... Him. Honestly, yeah. it felt like part of the reason he was ejected is based on his reputation. Good. And to your point, and yeah. yeah, and to your point, Whammy, that's probably fair. Like he, he had, it. like he your point is that he has it. he has a history of doing this stuff. So at a certain point, you lose the benefit of the doubt, which yeah. I think is fair. It's a yeah. it's a, a very val- valid point, and I would agree. It with was you also on that. a bad, but I just play. think if someone else committed that same foul on that same play, it would have just been called a flagrant and. You know, someone else gets the benefit of the the doubt in a way that Draymond does not. But to your point, he doesn't deserve the benefit no, of the doubt. So not, I'll yeah. I'll give you that. Right. Yeah. So we it's listen. a style of play that he openly embraces and admits that he plays with. Right, so exactly. like, why yeah. why would we give him the benefit of the doubt? You know, he's like, don't give me the benefit of the doubt. He's basically like, hey, yeah. guess what, guys, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. don't, it's literally don't like yeah. it's his image. It's like part of his brand. Like which he, I think like, is gross. Fucking loves yeah. being ejected. Right. He okay. Loves so my my lover my, and flicking off the crowd. My it's lover nice. list was actually not about Draymond. It was about the series at large, which yeah. is this. So I'm, I'm curious, Whammy, are you loving or listing the idea that Golden State's got the experience and the skill? at this point to win the series and Memphis kind of only has so many John Morant miracle performances left in the tank. So Memphis is one shot away from 2-0, you know, so you can frame it as Golden State had these chances and didn't take advantage of them and Draymond got a gym. But, you know, uh, they're a, uh, um, a, a, a last, you know, last possession shot execution away from being 2-0. So I think they can certainly win it. I think Golden State has the advantage at 1-1 and the experience. In the, but I do think that Golden State is not a great team anymore. I think that they have a lot of weaknesses, and I think that they could get pushed to 7 here and get swept by Phoenix. And they could go 7 here and lose to um, the Memphis Grizzlies. I just don't, you know, no matter what happens, I don't believe in them as this, um, you know, superpower. Because I also think there's more stuff coming down the pipe for them, injury-wise, um, uh, fatigue wise, you know, Curry will miss a game every playoffs. He misses games and he, the harder they play him, the harder the games are, the more physical they are, the more likely he is to sprain an ankle or whatever. So let's just not, um, not to say, I think Memphis is at a slight disadvantage, but can definitely win the series. So, okay. So you're listing that one. You're listing that take. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Golden State won, but it would also, um, but it's not it's not like some sort of shoe in. You no, think no, it's no, no, no. I think the Memphis six, could easily games. take them over. Yeah, take them. I think it'll yeah. go seven. I do. What I about you? What about you, Ben? Where do you stand on this? Do you think Golden State has got the the Grizzlies figured out, or do you think the series is going long? I think it'll probably go pretty long. Um, I think that Memphis is uh, very frisky. They've got a lot of swagger. When the mayor has swagger, <laughs> the city has swagger. <laughs> uh, much like uh, Mayor Eric Adams, they embody. <laughs> The word swagger. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be it's gonna be a tight one. Um, I think Ja, you know, I think he's, like, kind of, like, at that point where you're, like, shit, maybe he could just do this all the time. Like, he's got right, that. Right. He's, like, hitting that, that like, kind of mojo at, at just the right time. Um, and I think Golden State's a little scared. I think they're, like, you know, maybe underestimated this young, this young upstart team. Um, I think Gary Payton too is actually a pretty big loss for them. Um, big, very big. I think he's a really, really key defender on the aforementioned Morant. Um, so yeah, um, I think uh, I think we're gonna have some fun, as they yeah. say. Memphis is the youngest team to reach the semifinals in 25 years. Hmm. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, interesting matchup here, obviously. So you got the youth of, of Memphis and the Warriors obviously have that nucleus of Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr. They have three championships together. So excited to see how uh, how it unfolds. I think, I don't know, I'm, to- I'm sort of leaning towards uh, Golden State wrapping this up. Yeah, and- we know, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry? <laughs> yeah, we know. We know, yeah. We know you're leaning towards yeah, Golden State. Yeah, you love State. Golden State. Yeah, Draymond Green, <laughs> best player. Should have won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, we're going to mute Whammy for a second. <laughs> oh. Oh, um, man. He's been muted. <clears throat> he can't unmute He's in the glass else. case. Can you not unmute him? Oh. No, we're good. Uh, no, he's back. I'm he's back. back. Okay, great. I'm back. Um, okay. Just All right. Warning. We're going to move on now. We're going to move on now to the Eastern Conference. It's great to have you uh, back, Wham. Thanks. The second seed, Boston so Celtics. Stop it or stop it. Uh, the second seed, Boston Celtics, are now tied with the Milwaukee Bucks, the number three seed. This series is at one to one. Yeah. Uh, in game one, Giannis had a triple double. 24 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists, including that uh, crazy off-the-backboard pass oh, to himself. So Does exactly. that count as an assist? No, it, it didn't should. count as an assist, but it should have. I think you it should. should. Get, yeah, you should get, yeah, you should get the, the I believe it counts as a missed shot. Really? I would guess. Right? Yeah, I guess it. Because yeah, it has to be right. a shot. It can't be a dribble, right? It has sure. to be a shot for him to rebound it and then get the... Or else it would be a trap. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a uh, The Bucks took home court advantage with that uh, game on that one. one series win with with the game one win take uh, home court advantage uh and then in game two jalen brown scored 25 of his 30 points in the first half he was scorching hot from three especially in the first quarter yeah, jason tatum Ooh. tatum added 19 points eight assists grant williams finished with 21 points al horford had 14 and 11 and the celtics are now tied with milwaukee one to one interestingly boys the uh the celtics one last night without Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart, who is ruled out with a bruised right hamstring. Ruled deal. out with uh, St. Patrick's Day hair. Mm. <laughs> ben, we'll start with you. Love right. it or list it. He dyed his hair green. Nice. Right? Ben, love <laughs> it or list it. Derek White is the perfect replacement for uh, Marcus Smart in the starting lineup, and the Celtics have the big bodies to slow mm. down Giannis and to make a strong and to make a long physical seven game series against the defending champ bucks seven game series maybe more like a five game series wow <laughs> the reverse yeah, the Celtics sweep? are uh, really good Derek obviously I mean I love it I love uh, um, you know what can I say uh, left my heart in Beantown um, wow Derek Classic. White we love Derek we're rooting so hard for him long time Swish FM favorite as our yep. listeners will remember the trolleys the um, hills you love mm-hmm, being down. Mm-hmm. Fantastic town. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that uh, those those Beantown boys are quite a load. And, um, yeah. you know, you can't underestimate Giannis, I suppose. But I think that he might I have uh, run up against um, uh, a final boss that he uh, cannot defeat. So, um, um, Okay. Yeah. Can I? Whammy, chime Is in. This, what do you think? Yeah. So, yeah, totally wrong there. Not even close. So you're listing. Um, I'm listing. I am, I'm going for stop it instead of bop it. You're um, drooping. You're not sleeping. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the number, one, the number one big dog in the NBA. The Celtics are at home. They're supposed Wait, to win. Wait, who's the number one big dog? Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the mm. best player in the NBA. Oh. Um, Yes, that's right. The Celtics are at home. They're supposed to win these games. They lost game one, so he d- can beat them. And secondarily, Marcus Smart is a big loss. If he's out for any length of time, that's a that's a huge deal. This is a player that um, you put him on anybody on the other team, and they're going to have a rough night. What have was to his work injury? really hard. A right hamstring bruise? Yeah, it was a right hamstring bruise. Yep. Yeah, a bruise, but not a pull. So that's yeah. But like who a... knows? I mean, so okay. But forget Marcus. Mm-hmm. This is the main point I'll get to here: is that the only thing the Celtics like doing more than looking like an amazing team is crapping on their own faces in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They they here's what they like to do: <laughs> is they like to eat a big chili cheese burrito, come oh, to the arena and just don't do it. Dump, yeah. Yeah, do dump not do this. Mm, just dump it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, how many, how many times are we going to 
fall for this Charlie Brown act of Tatum and Brandon. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Tatum, the more. one difference I will say is Derek Need White more and um, Williams, Robert Williams. Those yeah. are that's better supporting cast than they've had in the past. I think. And Horford. Horford. I know is he's old, been on the though. team in the past, but he's like yeah, but he's also. Pretty... Yeah, but he's you. If if you mean to tell me, you're not surprised if Horford has five points and four rebounds next game, and he, sure. he's not going to be what he once was. And Horford, by the way, is the king of you know the playoff shrink. I watched mm-hmm. him just get destroyed for years on the on the Hawks with LeBron, and um, no matter where he went, LeBron would just hound him and destroy his team. So I can't. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm going to be late mm-hmm. on this one. I'm not going to be early. Um, the Celtics every year, people, oh, Tatum and Brown, Tatum and Brown. And every year, right. what do they do? They take a big old dump right on their own That's faces. Fine. Kyrie could come mm. back. Kyrie could be sitting courtside next game. And then all of a sudden they lose by 60. So, you know, <laughs> that Kyrie's still a factor. That would be fun if Kyrie just showed up. He needs game. to show up. He needs to in go. Boston. Yeah, he needs to go. I want to go a little deeper on that idea that you started talking about yeah. with Giannis as the big dog. He's the big dog. But he doesn't. Yeah, but he does not get that sort of respect from intelligentsia, like NBA intelligentsia. Yeah, because they he do doesn't sh- shoot threes. He doesn't shoot threes. Is that what it's about? So, like, for instance, uh, Coach Udoka for the Celtics even said after game two, I don't know if you guys read this quote, he said, uh, you know, they were talking about how Boston kind of got back to what they had been doing, attacking the rim, whatever. They they weren't just settling for the three-pointer. And he goes, uh, Udoka goes, it's not Wilt, quote, it's not Wilt Chamberlain down there in the paint. We can get downhill and attack. Meaning, they're specifically talking about Giannis that well, they can at- attack yeah. him at the rim. Or He's, maybe they're referring to the uh, best Lopez. defender on that yeah. team, Brook Lopez. Lopez. Well, I think that's fair, okay? Because Giannis is also scoring forty, dishing out ten assists, and getting fifteen rebounds on the other side. So to say that they can attack the paint because Giannis can't defend it is, I think, fair. But I also think that. I watched LeBron when he scored the last 29 points versus the Pistons in 2008, and it was just like a parade. Wasn't that like 2003? No, it was like 2008, 2007. It was when they 2007 or 2008 when they made the finals versus the Spurs. It wasn't 03 because that was his first year. But um, I guess it was 03. But maybe like. Oh, four or five. I remember he had like some when he was like really young. He had some crazy fourth. Yeah, well, he had twenty nine points versus the Pistons. I sat in a, a barn near so he wanted. There's no reason for us to be here if we want confidence. May thirty first, two thousand seven was the Eastern Conference Finals. The series was tied two to two. Being in the Palace of Auburn Hills in the playoffs, that's one of the most hostile environments to be in. You just feel like it's just you twelve against the whole city of Detroit. That's the closest thing to watching Giannis now where he can just waltz to the rim and dunk on anybody and get two points at any time and possibly three with a foul. But he doesn't shoot three, so he doesn't get the respect. But that type of just absolute destruction, um, I think, is mm. going to lead them to the championship again. I don't think, I don't think the Celtics are going to be a major obstacle. I don't think the Heat are going to be a major obstacle, certainly. Um, we saw what happened last year. Um, and I don't think that even the Suns are going to be a major obstacle for him. I think this is, we're watching a transcendent otherworldly being bless us with his presence. And if he doesn't get hurt, um, watch out because I don't, I don't think anybody's stopping him. It was, uh, 2007, by the way, when yeah. LeBron scored 25 straight points and 29 yeah. out of the team's last 30 yeah. during the final 16 minute, uh, against the Pistons. Stretch. And it was yeah. just against the best defensive team in the league and he just against the ran defending to NBA, the uh, rim. No, I guess they weren't defending NBA teams. Yeah, dude, point, I've never seen anything. I've never team. seen anything like that. James, working it down. Five seconds. Four. Three. James scores! And the Cavaliers come away with an improbable victory here at the Palace. 48 points for LeBron James. He scored 29 of the last 30. One of the great performances of all time. May 31st, 2007 was a night that I hope everyone remembers. As a franchise, we had arrived, and as an individual, I had arrived. I hadn't seen anything like it until game seven last year. Of the What, what was the game where they clinched in the finals last year? Was it six or seven? 
think it was until, game six. It was game six, I think. Until that, until Giannis in game six last year, where he just pounded the inside and just drove to the rim and dunked. Or, and lay, he was perf- or laid up. He was perfect from the line, right? Yeah, it was a 17 of 19 or something. He went some crazy. But it yeah. was that was the closest thing that I've seen. And Giannis is... I don't know. I, nobody gives him. Oh, Tatum and Brown, they're they're so good. Like the bull, I would take Giannis and Acupo over both of them every day of the last five is it, years. Is it maybe just stylistically that it's just like not a? It's like kind of boring and not like a sexy thing. Like what he does, it's just he's just like physically overpowering, kind of in the same to way that me, Shaq was physically overpowering. Yeah, to me, it's sexy because it is. It's like Shaq and LeBron. Like it is like watching that LeBron. 29 of 30 point thing. It's just, but the way he's scoring because he's not coming off of screens or shooting it from half court. He um, doesn't shimmy. That's the thing. No, that's yeah, the I other need, thing. I need a lot yeah. more shimmying. I need, he does need, to, need, I need him to be dancing while he's still in the little, air after yeah, he, he needs launches to, it. Right. And do the, like the three sign, but mm, he just mm-hmm. dunks on everybody and it's gross and he's <laughs> dunking or passing out for threes. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a way of playing that I think, um, is unreplicatable too. So like people don't, it's not in vogue and people don't understand it. Therefore it's like, well, no one else can do this and we can't contest. Like if anybody else tried this, they would be the least efficient, worst player in the league. They'd still put up to one, you know? So I guess because you can't say like, you know, everybody can shoot threes now. And I feel like it's more democratized and understandable to people. People can't understand what he does. And if you, told someone that they were going to do it and they were like an analytics person. They'd be like, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't play that way. Um, but he does it and he breaks every, it works. Everything. It's gross. It's amazing. Yeah. No. It's hard to argue with the, with the results. It's amazing. All right. Moving on. We have the number one seed Miami heat leading Ben's Philadelphia 76ers, the number oh, four yeah. seed one to zero. <laughs> uh, let's start here. Whammy. So Deandre Jordan, Started this game, uh, game one for the Sixers, DeAndre and Harden, of course. Plus good player. pals. Yeah. Good pals from their days with the Nets. Um, on Monday, Tyler Hero scored 25 points. Bam Adebayo finished with 24 and 12. And the top seeded Heat ran away in the second half to beat the fourth seed Sixers 106 92 in game one. Ben, Joel Embiid did not play in this game, of course. He suffered an orbital fracture and concussion during the Sixers' closeout victory over the Raptors in game one, in round one, I should say. Um, There's some some thoughts, some hope, maybe that Embiid will be able to play in game three or four. So, Whammy, we'll start with you. Wham, uh, love it or list it, without Embiid... Uh, the Sixers have no chance of winning this series, and they're you know it's a matter of if, not when Miami eliminates Philadelphia. Yeah, I will. I'll. I'll love that. Although I think the Heat are not a team to be feared. I think that in the playoffs, you look at the top end with Embiid. I think this is. I know people are. Well, we don't know. You know, the Heat are so organized, and but the all these organized, well-coached teams make it to the playoffs and lose. Because there's a guy who's named Joel Embiid who can just do whatever he wants on the floor. Yeah, I and, mean talent. Talent sort of trumps. Yes, and know. that's my that's my whole take here is that without Embiid, it's going to be tough. Right. I still if you think don't they have can like make an MVP. Series. If you don't have the MVP, yes, of the league if you don't have the court, MVP of the league. Yes. Yeah. Wow, what a take. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. brought, we're, yeah. You're here to hear first. <laughs> this is going to be a problem. <laughs> we do the them. work, folks. Yeah, yep. yeah. So we watch a lot of games just to come up with this stuff. Mm-hmm. But but I will say that the Heat are not not a team that you should take seriously everybody does because of you know Spolster has this aura of being a good coach and Jimmy Butler is a hard worker and Bam Adebayo is a good player and they've got they've got good players but they have a bunch of sort of secondary type players I still think Maxi Maxi's also kind of boy is he coming on and I think he can win two games for the Sixers (laughs) I think Harden could win one game for the Sixers uh, can he? Four. Really? I think they can win one game. I mean, he could go off for fifty. And then when's the last time James Harden went in the off playoffs? In the playoffs, for anything never just went off. He went off. I mean, I'll look it up, but I'm sure this year when he was first traded to the Sixers was by the last time he went off. You mm. know, he was having 35, 40 points and dishing out ten assists. But that was a long time ago. He looks terrible. 
Yeah. But he can win me one game, and I think Maxi can win you one or two, and I think they'll lose. It's a, it's a love. I love it, but I don't think the Heat... Yeah. People are going to then be like, oh, the Heat are this juggernaut, and they're not. They're, they're not a serious threat to the Bucks. Ben, talk to us. Or the can, Celtics, I don't think. Can... Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we, I think we're all on the same page that Philly can't really win the series without Embiid, but no. if, he, if, if Embiid can get back by game three or game four is there an avenue where you think philly can you know maybe make this a seven game series and who you know anything can happen in game seven i think they could win it if he comes back i honestly do ben what do you think um yeah i'll just uh, relay this quote from doc rivers following game <laughs> one love doc rivers. quote <laughs> we love paul but we don't need paul in foul trouble and that's why you don't want to start him so we like dj we're gonna keep starting him whether you like it or not um that's what we're going to do because uh, our guys believe in him. We like DJ. We're going to keep starting him stop, whether you like stop. it or not. Okay, they're losing. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and pick whether the heat you, in this one. Whether whether I like it or not? Like he's yeah. concerned of whether other people like it. Do you like it, Dr. Yeah, Rivers? no, he's doing it specifically to troll reporters who are do like, you, Does Doc Rivers um, like it? Your yeah. starting center was a minus was cut 20, by the Lakers. 27 and the, and in the Nets, like right? he's 18 minutes. Um, actually, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the exact box score to uh, yeah. We're gonna want to confirm get this. Right. I'll fill some um, time here for Ben. Thank uh, you. I just find it fascinating that he would ask. He would say whether you like it or not. It's like uh, you know me liking like he, it, not liking it. Who gives? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the about, objective is to win, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah where this isn't like uh, like a contest to like prove whether you're right about an argument um, yeah sure yeah so deandre jordan played 17 minutes and 16 seconds in game one mm. and was a minus 22 wow very good um, yeah good. Um, a little over minus one point a minute there it's hard to do well reed is not their other center option is not you know i mean sure like it's not entirely doc's fault because daryl morey put deandre yeah. jordan on his team um and, and removed, uh, uh, ex- expressly admitted like oh the backup center is like not that big a deal for us because we have Joel Embiid. Um, their other options are <laughs> B-ball Paul, um, who is yeah, I think Paul, uh, obviously much better than DeAndre Jordan, but also is like is you know old. at best a backup center. Um, right. And then they I mean have, DeAndre like, Jordan's a corpse. Like yeah, DJ is a corpse. DeAndre Jordan <laughs> is. Probably the worst rotation player in the NBA currently. You gotta hand it to DeAndre Jordan though, is that he's managed to extend his career. Like, yeah, he must be just a great locker room presence. Right. We talk more about DeAndre Jordan, like in terms of bad NBA players. This guy's been bad for five plus years. Or he's been he's been washed for like seven years. Yeah, and he he was washed when he was traded to the Knicks in the Porzingis deal. Like he he went from Dallas to the Knicks in the Porzingis deal just as like pure salary filler, right? And I remember at one point there was some thought like, oh, he's buddies with Kevin Durant, so actually oh, it's very right. good. It's very good that the Knicks acquired him yeah. because mm-hmm. he can sort of give KD like the lay of the land. Yeah, yeah. And he so always brings that value this, because you get DeAndre more stars dude, will think, follow. I think he's literally like like curried like two or three seasons at this point out of just being like friends with friends with where it's like why is this guy on why is this guy on an nba roster it's like well he was he is friends with kd he knows these other players that's how i get on this that's how i get on this podcast you know if i wasn't friends with you guys i don't think i don't think anybody would put me on but putting a beads injury yeah. aside for a second, Ben, does it? It does seem like Doc Rivers is coaching his way out of Philly, right? Oof. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like if nothing else, like, you know, ha- like Philly can't bring him back next year, right? I mean, it seems like the entire town hates him, um, really, and the reporters hate him, and he knows that, and he goes into every press conference with the mentality of like. I need to fight these people because they don't <laughs> yeah, think I'm doing right. a good job. Um, and I will this prove to them that I am doing a good effort. job by yeah. arguing and lying and defending my record for uh, 3-1 losses in the playoffs. It's like my um, daughter, you know. She's yeah. I wasn't doing that. I'm like, just say, June, just say, okay. It'll just be so much it. easier you know I mean? if you just, just yeah. say, but he, you know what? I won't do that again. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, it. Yeah. But he doesn't have that in, in his, you know, in his DNA. He's a he's a fighter. He's a winner. He's hey, a fighter. This is true. Um, this is true. So yeah, it's gonna be I tough think that, when the Lakers come calling. 
Yeah, no, I think he's gonna, um, you know, he's gonna have he's gonna have plenty of callers. I think he'll he and Mark Jackson are gonna be battling it out for uh, <laughs> for the, the next great head coaching job, the the NBA, whether it be in yeah, Los Angeles, go. perhaps Sacramento. I think either uh, either one of those teams could really use um, that a, a savvy veteran All right. head coach. Yeah, ben, yeah. since you brought it up, let's do a quick lightning round here. Uh, hand down, man down. Uh, <laughs> Mark Jackson. Yeah. Mama, there goes Mama, that man. There goes that man. <laughs> Mark Jackson has emerged as a finalist for the Sacramento Kings head coaching job. So Sources have confirmed to Swish FM. So uh, former Orlando Magic head Big coach Steve Clifford and Golden State Warriors assistant Mike Brown are also finalists. Uh, ben, let's start with you. Love it or list it, Mark Jackson is the answer to Sacramento's 16-year playoff drought. Love it. L-O-V-E, love. Um, yeah, Mark is, he's got what it takes. We all know, we all know uh, what he brings to the table. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to see him back on an NBA sideline. Um, and I want him mic'd up every single game. I want him uh, giving... Yeah, just uh, post-game press conferences, explaining the X's and O's in that brilliant mind of his. Can't wait. Uh, I hope he can coach the Kings and the Lakers, maybe. I don't know if that's allowable yeah, they in, should do under that. They should allow NBA that. rules, but I think the yeah, more the more young men he can mentor and yeah, uh, the more teams right. he can lead, the better for the league. That's All right, right, Whammy, what about you? Uh, Mark Jackson to the Kings, is that a grown man move? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah... <laughs> Uh, what a depressing list. That's all I can say is that this is a, this is the best we can come up. There's 30 of these jobs. Hire like hire somebody from college who just has a weird system for God's sakes. Yeah. Mike Brown, Mark Jet. Oh my God, it's it's yeah. just a who's who of uninspiring NBA team leaders. Yeah, Good nothing has felt Mark. more. Although, yeah. Nothing has felt more like the Sacramento Kings than, right. like the, like, than look, a list got, of coaches that include Mike Brown, right. Steve Clifford, and Mark Jackson. We've it's got like, the wow, you guys are Rams. really the Kings, aren't you? Yeah, these, these guys couldn't get it done. They, these guys, these are the guys who almost kind of got it done other places, and we're gonna pounce. It's just beautiful. Yeah. So I'm I'm listing. While we're on the topic of head coaching searches, guys, the Charlotte Hornets are beginning to interview candidates for their uh, opening, and it seems. A reunion is possible between Charlotte general manager Mitch Kupchak and ex-Lakers coach Mike D'Antoni. Sources tell Swish FM Mike D'Antoni has been identified as a serious candidate because of the possibility of pairing him with young point guard Lamella Ball. Ben, love it or list it, Mike D'Antoni is the coach to unlock the full potential of Lamella Ball, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, and those young Charlotte Hornets. Uh, sure. Love it, I guess. I don't, yeah. I can't say I have a super strong opinion on this one. I mean, d- yeah, like, d- what has Dan Tony been up to? Like, why did he so- sort of, like, he's he been an assistant on assistant uh, coaching. He's had, like, a couple of consulting jobs. I think he, you know, he was coaching the Rockets with, but, like, with I feel like Harden. he was, right, I feel like I he was, like, he was just kind of, like, hey, the I toast of the league away. and then just kind of, like, disappeared and, yeah, like, I know he's, like, still on. Uh, some staffs and stuff, but like, yeah, I feel like there was a moment there where he was, you know, the the guru, the genius, the eight seconds was, or less, and like you'd want to assisting on the nets for yeah. yeah. But I guess I don't. Does television. he still want? He's also like pretty old. Does he still want a head coach? He's um, quite old for how good he he looks. Do great. we think he 70. still has like the juice that he you know? Um, I'll tell and, you, you want to see Lamelo Ball with a guru like D'Antoni, mm-hmm. but. To a degree, I mean, the game. He sort of, it's interesting, he sort of fathered the modern game and then was passed by, and then now I think it'd be sad. I, I do think they just give people too many bites at this. D'Antoni's one of the guys who would have, you know, talk about deserving a championship with the Suns and all this stuff. I think that he should have gotten his due a long time ago. It's sad that he won't get it, but I'm, I'm, I don't, I would love to see him coach LaMelo Ball, but not as a head coach. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Whammy, I'll give you this one. After sitting out an entire season and facing an onslaught of questions about his weight and the rehab of his injury, Pelican star Zion Williamson says he will 
uh, says he wants to remain in New Orleans. Asked Friday whether he would sign an extension if offered one. Zion said, of course, I couldn't sign it fast enough. Right. So whammy. This, because Love he it. physically would be slow to sign it. He's there. Yes. <laughs> he can't <laughs> sign it fast. Like, I mean, literally, I can't sign it fast. I'm very, yeah, I want to sign it a lot yeah. faster, but it's <laughs> but, a struggle for me to hard get, for me o- get over so there. Big. Yeah, it's so <laughs> Get across the room to sign it. <laughs> Pick up we don't. Wow, wow, Chris, this is, this is the maddest I've seen Chris. Chris. Chris, I don't want to bum minute. you out further, yeah. but Jeff McNeil was just robbed of a home run that was like absolute greatest catch I've ever seen. Just happened wow. before Mets. Let's talk about it on the pod. Can you please yeah, let's uh, describe baseball, that yeah. detail to our listeners? Heredia <laughs> just went over the fence, had to climb up it, literally like scaled Scaled the fence, pulled himself up, and caught it like probably five feet over the fence. Unbelievable! Anyway, I never, never heard anything like that. Chris, you're gonna All right, love it. Go back. back to Zion. Whammy, yeah. love it or list mm. it. Pelicans GM David Griffin, yes, should offer Zion a fully guaranteed five-year, one hundred and eighty-one million dollar extension this summer. You want to love that or That's list? That's a it? list. That's a list. I believe. I, I believe in Zion. I believe. I hope for health. I don't root for injuries. I think he's a good, I think he's great. I mean, I, I'm, all jokes about him being slow or injured aside. But you can't you can't put a five-year slap on this guy. How about three years with a, a team option? Pay him a crate, you know, the highest you can over those three years and give him a, give a team option or a play, fine, a player option, four years, three years and a player option. Mm. So I just think it's too, he's just too risky. Mm. Injury wise, and you know, Harden and him are the biggest off-season decisions with the with that seem to be the most like logically avoidable, but will not be avoided by either team. I think I can't believe again. like the Sixers are gonna lock in James. Like they have <sighs> no choice gonna. to right, oh, and that's gonna. just gonna like that's it. Like boom, like that's the future it, of the team. They're right going there. to do it. Yeah, it's that's crazy. the next five years. Like it's like well, what else? you just got a guy who. Can't play anymore for five years and two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, and or I mean, I mean, Ben, we we started talking about this the other week. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like, can you admit a mistake mid course and just be like, this was wrong, and we don't need to compound the problem by paying this guy again? I we feel can, like we can just admit defeat that we were wrong, m- but maybe Daryl Morey could do that for any other for every other player in the league other than James Harden. The way yeah, that he plus, got to the franchise, the the emotional reunion with Maury, like I just feel like it would be and, Yeah, also his reputation like Maury's reputation is staked in the success of James Harden in Houston. Right. Like he like James Harden have turning into an MVP candidate was after Maury traded for him from Maury's Oklahoma City, deal, invested all this player, like yeah. put all this faith in him. It's like he has too much invested in that guy's story to walk away the and Maury story. It just seems like, yeah, it seems like a disaster. It's like but I can I just see the next five years unfolding. I would also argue the following here. Chris Paul, dead in the water, came back and played well. James Harden, not known to be a workout guy. Mm. If he tries hard, he may have good years less left. Also, right, um, $250 million for James Harden, it seems so stupid, but it's not $250 million for James Harden or $30 million for this better player. It's James Harden or nobody. You know, they're not, they can't sign yep. somebody else with the way the cap rolls are. They can't t- trade him because people recognize his value is low. So what are you going to do? You have to run it back with him. You have to pray to the God of um, motivation that he will um, pick up a weight or two and put down a drink or two and um, try to figure out a way to play basketball with these new rules and his, um, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a knockdown shooter. If he wants to start coming off screens and stuff, you know, it's never going to happen, but yeah, yeah, I know he's a knockdown shooter. He can still draw, he can still drive a couple times a game. Ben doesn't look so. Is he uh, even a knockdown shooter? Like, does he space the floor? He's a good, he could. He can space like, the floor. I don't think he, he knows how to play. shoot a three unless he's like, unless he's like dribbling, dribbling six times and then seconds. jumping back over the three point line. Like I don't think he he does like I don't think he creates like gravity or anything. Like Well, but that's an, because of the way that he is convinced himself that he has to play. Right. Um you for know, his entire right. career. But the but you right. But again, 
Chris Paul was making $40 million a year and traded to the Thunder. I know. They had to give the Thunder a pick to take him. The Thunder rehabbed him and got a pick back when they traded him away. It's brilliant. This, it's not, yes, it was wonderful. It was, it was actually beautiful. But the <laughs> James Harden. Yeah, but I think there's a difference there. Like, like J- Chris Paul is a very willing like he's like a very he's willing a player. He's a he yeah. He's extremely basketball. motivated. He's crazy. Like, he's yeah. Nice. He's extremely motivated and is very like willing to do what the system calls for and like what the coach sort of like you know like says like hey like this is this gives us the best chance of winning. James Harden seems like the sort of guy that like wants mm. to just <laughs> do it his way and if it works it works and if it doesn't they're just gonna go down like that. But I think it's more of a for now. I mean, I don't know. It seems like he hasn't learned anything, having been traded from the Rockets to the Nets to the Sixers. It seems like he's firmly in the camp of there's not. It's not. It's not me who's the problem. It's this right. situation. But I think those things can change. You know, we've all had coworkers who look like big doofuses under one boss, and then a new boss comes in, and all of a sudden they're really great. Hmm. You know, people change, different situations, different results. So I'm. I'm uh, it's it's an unfortunate reality of the salary cap NBA that they can't get anybody else to and you know, what do you well would if you they didn't have James sign Harden, him don't, don't think about fifty million dollars a year would you rather have James Harden on your team next year or nobody if but to be sense. clear they would have a little bit more cap flexibility to sign other no, players no, they either it's this off season or the next no they're um, over the they're over the "Quote unquote soft cap," so they cannot. They what they would get is a mid-level exception. That mm-hmm. they're just going to hard cap with the James Harden signing because of his bird rights. So I'll take it one step signing. further from what you said because I think your point is a good one. Would you rather have James Harden or, or nothing? Right. I would also say that then the next step is okay. So now you have James Harden. You've you've decided that I'd rather have James Harden. You sign him to a two hundred million dollar contract or whatever it is. Yeah. What? If when it's time to cut bait with that guy yes. and that contract, yeah. what does that actually yield you in terms of like trade assets? You know what I mean? Like, Nothing. is there anything you're paying? Yeah. You're paying. You're the future is in three years. You're paying somebody to take his contract, or you're flipping Joel Embiid for seven first round picks and get you know tearing down the rest of your team. And is that? definitely a better outcome than just cutting bait now and just trying to figure out a solution. If you have a 1% better chance of winning the NBA championship next year with this player, then you're, you go for it because you have nothing else to do because it's next year with, okay, what are we talking about next year without Harden on the Sixers? Joel Embiid needs help. He needs, you know, he needs this, he needs that. There's nobody, they have nothing coming in to help them. So, yeah, I guess you're right. A lot of bad decisions brought us to this point, but I think this is actually, in three years, it looks even worse, but for you have two years of trying to make this work. I mean, I still think that... They just need it, to convert DeAndre Jordan into a 3 and D wing. Yeah, then they'd be good to go. If, yeah. if they can teach DeAndre some... Shouts to Tobias Harris, by the way, for having a, a pretty sweet playoff. Yeah, he's yeah. been really good. He's been yeah. awesome. Much maligned. Yeah. No winning time question. We're not going to get. We're not going to talk about the hottest game in in town. Winning time. Winning time. We yeah. want to talk winning time. I mean, I I think we got to get a winning time, preferably Sally Field related. Are we a, doing a little TV queen. corner? Yeah. What a queen she is. All right, Wham. You got a minute. Tell us about winning time. You're enjoying it. Love it or list it. I would say love it or list it. Uh, the defamation potential defamation lawsuits from Jerry West and anyone else in the Supreme and Jabbar. Yeah, what do you what do you guys what are your takes? Um, I absolutely love it. Um, love the defamation I, suits. Love it. I love me a defamation. Okay. No, I just yeah. I right. think um, <laughs> I just think it's like a really hard watch. I just I, I why because you feel like it's so unfair to them or no 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 not even that I God I haven't even made it that far in this series. I just think sure. it's annoying. I just think it's like bad filmmaking. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. the sort of person where I'm like, stop talking directly to the camera. Like, plug I'm, it, plug it, Chris. Plug it. It's, Say it. It's, you know what you got to do. Give her some love, man. Give her some love. You can talk. Great about article. It. Someone wrote a really good article. Ke- <laughs> Kelly wrote about this on Gawker. 
Um, and I thought she did a really good job talking about it there. But Kelly Conaboy, McKe- what's the title of the piece? Come on now. Yeah, go ahead. We'll put a link in the we'll put a link in the description. <laughs> Time to rebuild the fourth wall. Gawker.com. Ooh. Time to rebuild the fourth wall. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Um, no, I think that I think that like kind of hits the nail on the head. That I just think Adam McKay, frankly, is is annoying. He needs to um, be. He needs. He's got the problem where like he too many people are telling him yes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. He's like he needs to be. Just like d- dial it back like ten percent, and I think it's, to, I think it's very Ben's, good, very good. Show. To Ben's point, he made a podcast called Death on the Wing, which was so good and so interesting. Yeah, I just think I, he really I, loves the hoops. Got to give him that. The show's hoops. good. The show's good, guys. Sally Field and um, yeah. John C. It's Riley got some solid. Yeah, obviously we love John C. It's got like some solid comments, performances. Sally, Sally Field, come on, give it up for Sally. She's seventy six. Sally Field's amazing. She's, She's incredible. Absolute. It. Yeah, She's national treasure. Um, and Riley is torching me? it. Uh, yeah. This is Mrs. Doubtfire, one of the yeah. one of the greats. Um, yeah. <laughs> but she She's great uh, in Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> loved her in Mrs. Uh, unbelievable. But um, actually, very heartfelt, uh, serious movie. If you watch it again. But. Yeah, I know. There's yeah. some there's some real hearts heartstring pulling in that one. Uh, people forget. Um, I just feel like it's it's a show where you're like, is this a comedy? Is this a documentary? Like they take enough creative liberties and fudge facts enough that they're like they're, they're clearly like doing a lot of stuff for dramatic or comedic effect which obviously like yeah. that's how filmmaking yeah. works and it's a dramatization storytelling works mind. but a lot of it is like re- like really did you have to like stretch that because um, it is a very fascinating story I always just have a problem like I don't know I guess there's just not enough people need content but like uh, anytime there's a biopic with real people, especially people that are still living, you're just like, uh, I can't help but think like that's not Magic Johnson and that's not Kareem <laughs> yeah. Jabbar and like that's listen these guys right on there. These guys are doing their best. Like uh, you know, got to give them give them some credit. But at the end of the day, himself. they are not technically <laughs> the people that the story is about, um, ben, which makes it difficult listed. for me. Love it or list it, remaking the show with the actual people. I think they got to bring in <laughs> the real people. <laughs> the real people. They can listen if they need to do a use a stunt double here, here and there for a, for, <laughs> for a windmill dunk. That's fine. I'm not sure if uh, Kareem can Kareem still get up for those. Feels, I feel like Kareem could light it up still. Yeah, Kareem he could probably still do it. I just, um, I, I think to but, your point, Ben, like it's just one of those things where it's like I don't. Like I just who don't is this think for? We, who'd, we didn't need this. Yeah, like, who is it for? for? If you if you if you're an absolute Lakers head, you're gonna no, watch yeah. this and be like, no, no, no. Uh, I'd that, rather just read correct. the book. Sorry, what do you mean? Exactly. Siegel, Jason it's like, Siegel. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You I just feel like um, I have no I have no problem with like taking creative liberties, like dramatizing things, fictionalizing mm, things. It I like get you have that, somewhat of a problem with it. No, I, no, I, I really I don't. have a problem. I do. Yeah. I'm going I, I I don't. I okay. I don't really have a problem with that. I just think that like there are certain stories where you're just better off watching a documentary about it than a fictionalization of a story. Cause sure. it's kind of like to Ben's sure. point, it's like magic Johnson, the story of magic Johnson and the showtime Lakers is so goddamn interesting already. Yeah. Like if I wanted to learn about that story, I would hear it from the real people. I would read a book about it. I would watch a documentary about it. I just don't think dramatizing it, uh, it sort of like takes away for me. It takes away from like what's already special about it. Yeah, so, like there's so many yeah. like silly scenes, like the scene where uh, Magic's you know playing one on one against um, Norm Nixon. Uh, who? Norm Nixon. Yeah, Norm Norm Nixon. Right, his uh, the point guard at the time when he was drafted um, at this party, which never happened. I'm like, <laughs> this is not that. Like, it's not so incredibly compelling a scene that you need to just fabricate this and like right. and the fact you that it's fabricated like very obviously so like i didn't know you had the same issue with star wars I, correct you were mm-hmm, yeah 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 laser swords a lot, of, a lot of issues with star wars had a lot of questions <laughs> he's levitating the, things with his hands veracity of some of those so aliens. okay but like if you're, it's if just you're like, looking for sorry I, I feel like you guys have you know you've you've voiced a fair, yeah, yeah, fair go objections ahead. Go ahead, man. the if you're looking for an accurate historic portrayal of the lakers sorry folks it's not it's not here but that's not what i'm looking for this there's a lot of human drama and great character work in the show kind of yeah like really? okay if you're if you're so actually i want to know what happened with jerry west 
that you're mad that he's like this mad um like Caricature. aimless guy but that character if this if you just took the names away if you did like you know this was basketball team x there's great character work in there the fourth wall stuff is okay tone it down like the yeah. whole front the whole front of the last episode i saw was um him him talking right to camera again john c Riley talking right to camera again and it was like and it's like luck and is the, a lady and, and you're just it's a, it's very it, but it's a but, little hammy but yeah. then you have these great moments where jason siegel's paul westhead is trying to keep the team when mckinney's coming back after his bicycle injury spoiler alert for anybody who's not this far in the show and mckinney is this you know very um rough uh like gruff kind of uh taskmaster and westhead is this like idealistic um you know college professor and he's like you know paul i picked you because uh i i knew you couldn't do any better than this and you're just watching this human tension and drama and you're feeling for jason siegel's paul westhead and i i think it's great i think it's great but i obviously like fourth wall stuff is complete junk and no it's like you're not getting any info about um, the Lakers that's like not tainted with complete, you know, Norm Nixon at a party with, with magic. Yeah. I think it's good. I'm very big fan, big fan. It has its flaws and Adam McKay needs to be did slapped you like on the wrist and did you like reined back up? in. No, I thought don't look yeah. up. There were parts, that, but there's, he's very good. He's Adam McKay. I, is I, very I, good. I actually Stuff like from Adam, Adam McKay, McKay that I really yeah. liked, but yeah, he's also like, just, not no one is telling him at this point like hey man maybe just do like the norm like get let's go back to the fundamentals here and then you know like, like i said I, we were texting about this and like i was saying it's like he did that margot robbie bathtub thing and he's just like wow what if i just only did that like it would have everything was <laughs> that this. was such a success but then you everyone get references that, that all the time as a great right. way to impart they do they do they do but they do they, that over and over again how many yeah. I've, we've i've been i feel like i've had bosses at our jobs that have said oh, that. Oh, like, my God. Every single, yeah, like it's literally so once stupid. a year, someone is it's like, what if we get like a good. cool celebrity cameo to right. like, uh, yeah, you know, re- relay this, this bit of exposition. But like, then, and don't look like up, you get, and, you get that great Jonah Hill, hey guys, what about stuff? Like that monologue is great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, I think Adam McKay is going to be roundly criticized and crapped on, like give it a couple years, he'll be pariah, you know, filmmaker, because he's, flavor of the month right now and people just tend to turn on comedians and styles well, i wouldn't and, say flavor of the. i mean the guy's had a very long and like yeah, but this consistently, is consistently this like, is his successful career yes but this is his feels like no more moment. will ferrell you know i'm going out and making dra- dramatic movies vice was terrible there was nothing good about it eh, um, Vice wasn't so bad oh, oh god vice was bad but then um don't look up was I think that that's the last schlock that they're going to let him make before people are just like wait a minute this is crap. <laughs> I think the pendulum's wow. going to come back on him pretty hard, but not undeservedly. I think he's I think he's doing a lot of good work. So. I appreciate. I mean, I appreciate that he's trying to do something different, different that people aren't doing. Yeah, I ju- and that it's he just, cares. It's about just kind of not clearly like passionate about. It's kind of not yeah. for me. It's a little for me. It's like a little alienating, and I'm like, oh, this is actually making the story. Annoying for me. I think America is like, going to turn on him and join you in a short yeah. order. I think it won't but, be long. But for me, it's not, it, it's less to do with the Lakers, like you said, Whammy. If it was if if that show was about a fictionalized basketball team, and you know the 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 characters weren't called Larry Bird, Norm yeah. and Pat Riley, I would still have the same issues, which is just like, why is this guy talking to the camera like this? Yeah, sure, sure, so. sure, fair. Uh, and shouts to. Uh, um, Oh my God! I just his name just totally escaped me. Um, but great performance on Pat Riley, Adrian Pat Brody. Pat Riley, right? Adrian, Adrian. But again, I'm like, why Adrian is Brody so, removed from SNL so for <laughs> speaking in patois. Wait, what? <laughs> Look it up. He's banned from SNL because when he introduced Sean Paul, he he uh, improvised a 45 second patois like intro to Sean Paul. It is. Talk about tough to watch, oh, folks. Uh, if you don't like Adam one. McKay, yeah, you're gonna want to. <laughs> ben, uh, this is right up your alley. It's wow. it's very. Oh, I haven't seen. You know what I haven't seen either. Sorry, I'm, I'm totally derailed this podcast. But I haven't seen the Atlanta with Chet Hayes. I haven't seen that. Speaking of patois, I gotta mm. watch the Atlanta episode with Chet Hayes in it. Oh, he's anyway. in an episode of Atlanta. I did not realize. As far that. as I know, I read this. I don't. I not have not seen it yet. So, wow. but he was. Yeah. 
I gotta see it. I gotta see mm. it. But but that was what Adrian Brody was banned by Lauren Michaels because he improvised. No one told him to do this. He got a a wig, a dreadlock wig, and a um, oh uh, he had like green, yellow, and red hat. Props. Yeah, oh, and I'm he sure introduced well. Sean yeah. Paul in full patois, Ooh. and it was like. <laughs> 40 seconds. That's Ooh. a no-brainer every oh, time, yeah. folks. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm like, cancel culture. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Definitely okay. try that one at work, folks. See yeah, how it goes. Right. Yeah, cancel culture is actually like pretty easy to avoid if you just... Yeah, take a second. Sometimes. If you think, yeah. think some of these things through, folks. Uh, ben Whammy, till next time. Thanks for listening to Swish FM. Rate, review the show on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places you get podcasts. Grab some merch at swishfm.com. At Whammy45 on TikTok. That's right. Yep. Wham, anything else you got to promote? Um, no, just uh, Brandon Lissy on Twitter. And I, Chris, I'm desperate for you to see this home run robbery. So. Oh, wait, I wait, this home run. Oh, the home run, the home run, the home run, yeah. Oh, we should talk at some point about how your uh, fantasy baseball league is going, boys. I can't wait. Oh, we'll get in there. Chris (laughs) Chris spanked me. He got me good. See you guys later. Okay. All right, Ben Wham, pleasure as always. Um, Oh, yeah, maybe next time. (laughs) Enjoy the hoops. All right, pleasure. Uh, Wait, always fun to do the pod. There we go. (laughs) Bye-bye. You can listen to Switch. 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 Switch.